When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review. I really don't know how many times I can do this in different fashions. I don't know there's only so many variations for all my shows. But if you can, please give us a five-star review. On Apple Podcasts, plus if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source, plus all the things that we do at Lakerholics.com, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the season is right around the corner. Training camp is beginning as soon as you hear this. If you're hearing this on audio, because this is dropping on Monday... You're going to hear this. This is the time of the year. They're going to go ahead and start getting on the fresh new press jerseys and everything's going to be great because it's media day and they're going to talk about how they're going to be ready for a championship at Lakerland and everything's great. And, and then the work begins because training camp is here this week and we're going to be talking about all the great stuff that's going on. They practice over the weekend. They were started working out here in Vegas, and I was so excited to hear them doing that in advance of the training camp. So things are going well there. But first off, to continue the series, before we get into that with all the Lakerholics, I wanted to go ahead and continue the series of team outlooks for other teams and how they are going to be shaping things up. And here today to talk about the Toronto Raptors, no longer in Tampa Bay. They're back in Canada is a Canadian and a good man indeed. You got to check him out, even though he is a huge Laker fan and our Laker historian at Lakerholics.com. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. And Sean, great to have you here once again. And before I bring the two shy, introverted guys known as Jamie <laughs> Sweet and also as well Laker Tom, because, you know, they never say anything when they're on the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to go ahead and make sure and give you time to talk about Toronto Raptors. I've had great conversations with Mega Price on San Antonio, had a great conversation with Kuma Kane on Denver, obviously Raphael with Portland. I have one coming up this week with Bryce Lewis on Atlanta, and I have lots more on the way. 
But Toronto is a team that I think a lot of people are all over the place on. Some people see them as a potential playoff team. Some of them see it as see them as a potential play-in team. And then some people just say that, you know what, the lottery is straight for them. So I want to hear your thoughts. I know Pascal Siakam is not an opening day starter because he's still going to be out injured. And he's probably going to come back, let's say, November sometimes looking like that. But your thoughts over on the team before I bring the other guys in for the rest of the show. Yeah, Gerald, I, I thought your synopsis about the, the Raptors was uh, 100% spot on. I think they could fall anywhere from the sixth seed to the 12th seed. Nobody um, has a good read on them, I don't think. No, there, there, there really isn't a good read on them. Um, the, the starting five, whomever they are, really don't have any chemistry together. So that's something Nick Nurse is going to have to adjust to on the fly as he seems to always do. And for the most part, you know, besides last year when, when COVID just absolutely killed any aspirations they had of of uh, a decent season, he seems to adjust well on the fly. He, he just has a Swiss Army knife mentality where he can just plug and play guys, and he really doesn't care about matchups, so to speak, as long as he's able to gain chemistry with the guys he has. I mean, a point uh, taken, Scotty Barnes was a really big surprise here in Toronto, Gerald. I'm not sure about you and uh, other draft um, experts, but he He was a little bit of surprise. I mean, he jumped all over the place. He was thought he originally at one time, it was going to be Suggs out of uh, Orlando now. And then it turned into someone else, turned into someone else. And then Barnes, for a while, was going to be in that spot. A lot of people were really high on it because he took a big swing. And then he dropped back a little bit. And by the time draft time came around, he was number five, six choice. So when he was chosen number four, people thought that was a surprise. I think a lot of people out there are underestimating what he be, he'll be able to do. But the thing is, he's got to be able to shoot. If he's not able to shoot all those playmaking skills, all those defensive skills, I'm not going to say they're free for not, but they're going to be hindered because he will not have as much time on the floor to develop because he can't shoot the ball. Right, right. I, I think uh, I think from from what all we've seen on tape from him and what um, the scouts and what the Raptors are looking for is basically a small ball five. And you're right, Gerald. I mean, if they see him as a dream on green type, then he has to be able to shoot the long ball. If, if one of the reasons why. Draymond uh, will be considered, obviously, one of the best defenders uh, ever, but also one of the best utility players ever was because he was a threat to shoot three. I mean, he he didn't shoot it lights out at times, but he was still a threat, and I think you're right. Barnes needs to be a threat to shoot, or otherwise it's not going to work. Yeah, exactly. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the Toronto Raptors were offer. I'm not exactly down on Kem Birch because I, I, you know, he played here at UNLV and he's worked his way, you know, from someone who looked like Europe was going to be his calling for his entire career Mm -hmm. to someone who's worked really hard to become an an efficient player. He gets a sign up from Toronto, gets the contract. And as a Canadian native Canadian, a lot of people are excited about that, but he's just an average center at best. But in today's NBA, it's really about what, what fielded around him. 
I think that the Pascal Siakam injury will hurt. Mm-hmm. What I'm, I'm hopeful that they'll be able to get around it. O, uh, OJ Ananobi, I mean, he's got to go ahead and pick up the pace. He's got to go ahead and continue his progression upward. Van Vliet, you know, Van Vliet on the offensive end, you know, he could be really devastating. And that's the case. Hopefully it will continue because he's now going to be the veteran. He is now the Kyle Lowry of the team. And where he will lead the team is going to be very important for the overall outlook of the team. So. I'm very curious to see what is going to take place. I mean, there's 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 there, talent there, there but it, I, it's it kind of it it's not all piecing itself together. I think there's still yeah, one or two moves away. Yeah, they're it, it seems like they're seesawing, Gerald. They're a teeter totter. They can the the they could possibly win twelve of fifteen, but then they could slide and lose six of the next eight. No, I was going to ask you. So, if you, if really, just right now, you come, you're here in Vegas with me, man. You got to place a bet on where you think it's going to, going to, they're going to be at. Where you think they're going to fall? I think you really have to. You have to put the, you have to put the Canadian money down on it. Where do you do it? Okay, I'm going to put them. I think they're in the lower end of the playing tournament this year, Drill. I think they can compete from anywhere from the. The eighth to the tenth seed. I think that's their ceiling right now. Um, that they, they really have a big problem here because they they drafted uh, Malachi Flynn really high, yeah. and he. Let's face it. He he didn't really didn't really shine. He didn't really show yeah. Raps fans. You know why you dr- put so much. Um, capital and resources into him. So, and now you have Goran Dragic on the team. Are you going to play him much? Or are you going to allow Flynn to develop? That's another little wrinkle that should be pointed out here, Gerald. I mean, there's another point guard on the market that wants out of a situation, but Goran Dragic has a very eatable contract, if you will, and if a team is struggling, I would say it would behoove them to move on the Dragon rather than Ben Simmons. Exactly. So, uh, you know, be that as the case, I still think that if I had to say where I think the Toronto Raptors is going to land... I would probably say play in. I would probably say eighth is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Maybe at best eighth or ninth, I think, and they're going to fit right there. I still think, again, that they're going to have to have a great season from Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi. I really am unsure if that you're going to get it from Siakam because he already had some issues with Nick Nurse already. So could he be ended up being could he end up being traded by the end of the season trade deadline you never know i uh, know absolutely just we'll we'll have to take a look and see but i do think the pieces are there if they stay together to be an eighth or ninth seed and a play in tournament uh, individual team that's there for you definitely i agree i i think at best they're between an eighth and a tenth seed i would say they they likely get in the plan but fall in the plan. I don't expect them to make the playoffs. Absolutely. And Chris Boucher, even though I really love him as a player, some of the things that he could bring, uh, I just don't, he's older. 
as a mm-hmm. prospect. So I don't 20, know if yeah. he's got much more of a ceiling that he can go through. And so I'm not sure how much more he can develop, uh, but you know, I'm hoping for the kid and I'm hoping for the, the Raptors that they'll be able to be very competitive on the way back. So we'll see what happens there, but any last thoughts on the Toronto Raptors before I bring Laker Tom in to talk some Lakers? Yeah, Gerald, um, you know, over the past 18 months through the COVID pandemic, um, we saw a NBA where it was crowdless and you were able to find out what players really get juiced up or, or can get into an extra gear because of the crowd. And one of those teams was the Toronto Raptors. The, the Tampa Bay crowd just wasn't as electric as Jurassic Park and the Scotiabank Arena can be at times. So with them coming home and having that advantage, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how they adjust to the crowds again. Absolutely. So we'll wait and see on that. But I'll tell you what, the Toronto Raptors will be a competitive team in the Eastern Conference. How competitive? Not quite sure yet. I still say they're one or two players away from really getting back to where they once were when they were a world championship team. So we'll see what happens there. But it is the Lakers fast break. It's Gerald Glassford along with the magic man, Sean Grice, and of course the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. And boy, according to my email, there was quite a bit of conversation this week on stuff I posted out recently. <laughs> It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. Great to have you back. I mentioned this earlier this week to uh, last week to Joe Soro in regards to LeBron bringing the whole crew for this mini training camp that they're doing before training camp here in Vegas, which I so wish I could have access to, which I so know that I cannot have access to, but be that as it may. I mean, when you see that encouraging sign that they're getting together and at least some of the members of the team, some of the others are actually on the mass Singer, but we won't go there. But when it comes <laughs> to what's going on with the Lakers, does that bring you kind of, does that warm your heart that the Lakers are already getting serious about this upcoming NBA season? Yeah, I think that they've, uh, all of the signs look very positive for the Lakers this year. I think they, they started it. They started the off season by saying that you know, considering the injuries and everything, we'll be happy to run it back. Then they got rid of everybody but three guys on the team. <laughs> so it's obviously some second thoughts about what they wanted to do and so forth. I think it was a very successful off season. I think that uh, Rob Palenka did a terrific job in accomplishing the three things that he said were the Lakers' primary goals, namely getting a elite playmaker in Russell Westbrook, signing six three-point shooters, including two guys who are excellent defenders, or should be, and bringing back uh, Dwight Howard and signing another low-post defensive player to give us some rim protection and and the lob threat that we haven't had last year with uh, Gasol and uh, Montrezl Harrell. I think things are set up. I think the whole key to everything is that Russell Westbrook joining the Lakers pretty much forces them to play a lot more small ball with LeBron at the four and 80 at the five. And I think that's going to be the single biggest benefit of that trade. Rob Palenka has basically kicked the ball to Frank Vogel and said, here's the roster we've gotten for you. It's a roster designed with a lot of guys to play the two. 
so many that you'll have to spill some over to play the three. Uh, it's a lineup that basically says start LeBron and AD at the four and five, and and you got three superstars. You need to have two shooters to go with them. It's one of those situations where now it's up to the coach to go out there and figure out who are going to be the 11 guys that will be the rotation. You know, um, I happen to think the two guys that won't make the rotation, at least from the signs that I've, I'm reading, uh, are probably Rondo, since Bogle has said he's he's now he's now Jared Dudley. <laughs> well, and, he's going to be kept on ice until the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, and that's I, a I good think, thing because regular season Rondo just irritates the you know what out of us. <laughs> yeah, well, so. we, we'll just have to see. We'll have to see. I don't know. It may not. Yeah, do you remember our first? We have. Well, do you remember our such first a deep roster together? We have a deep roster that playoff Rondo may evolve into Jared Dudley too. Um, we'll just have to see. But I, I think that I think that he and I think of the thirteen players on the roster right now. I think that it's Rondo and Jordan that are the two who are likely not to get minutes. I still um, think they're going to do the anti-Laker Tom starting lineup. Uh, I have to see know, it, I, man. I, have I just to don't see, see that happen. I don't see that happening, Gerald. I, and I guess to a certain extent, I think the Lakers are so good. You're such an with optimist. Three super, with three superstars, they're so good that they probably could even live through that. But you got to play the way that you're going to play in the playoffs. Uh, you know, you got to practice that. what you're going to I am, do. I am with you. Sean is with you. <laughs> the entire Laker Nation is with you. But again, you always see things through the purple and gold colored glasses. We, well, I hey, see you things know what? realistic way. And seeing the track record that's there, you know well, this. Lakers- historically, when I've looked at things from that standpoint, whenever the Lakers have been really competitive, we've won. So what do you expect me to do? You expect me to react against what has been, I mean, I've been a Laker fan since 1971 when we traded for Wilt Chamberlain. I understand I've seen all those championships. I've watched all of these things go through. And I haven't been as excited about any Laker team in history as much as I am excited about this particular team. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. So the great Roman emperor, Marcus Aurelius, once wrote, what is a man? What is his nature? And me and Gerald both see what Vogel's ultimate nature is when it comes to a starting five. Unfortunately, how archaic and backwoods it is in 2021 in this NBA, that's the way he wants to roll. And like Gerald we'll said, we'll see. Until we'll we see. see it, I don't think it's going to happen. Until we see it, I'll, it, is what it is. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> or as I always like to say the opposite way, I'll you see it. You know who it says when things like it. that, Gerald? Clippers What's fans. That? 
Well, I'm just telling you right huh. now, Laker Tom, we have been doing this show. Hey, listen, now. we're going to win a championship. Kawhi is going to be the best player. We got the Look, best owner. We got a new stadium. All those crybaby Laker fans are going to be coming over to our stadium and putting on Clippers uniforms. Well, you got to you got to admit you got to admit that that arena, new arena, is kind of nice. You know, the Staples Center is now getting on, you know, along in the tooth, and you know, it would be nice if they freshened that the Staples Center a little bit. Up, yeah, know? they they. I have to admit, they got better bathrooms than they got at Staples. Yes, absolutely. Well, T-Mobile here in Las Vegas. Okay, so going on bathrooms. By the same token, really there's there. probably a greater use for those bathrooms if you're a you Clippers fan. Than a this is true. This is true. Tom, Go ahead, Tom, Sean. Um, Tom has just inspired me. I'm 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 going to change my will now. So when they bury me in my Lakers purple and gold, they can turn me around so my posterior is up. So Clippers fans can kiss my butt one last time. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. But I will say, you know, the newer arenas that are out there, again, the T-Mobile here in Las Vegas, absolutely great bathrooms, uh, yeah. you know, for whatever that's worth. I mean, and then again, this it's a nice arena. I will give the Clippers that. I mean, Ballmer's going to dish out the cash. SoFi is pretty impressive, I got to say. SoFi is, yeah, SoFi, Man, I can't wait to go. Stadium. I, I mean, I went there. You know, because I again, I was born down the street from the forum, but I went there as a kid to Hollywood Park when it was a racetrack and to see what it's now as a SoFi. I can't wait to go there and see how modern age it is. And, you know, we've got a brand new uh, stadium here for the Raiders here as well. Just I love being in these newer, modern environments. You like Hollywood that, Park? <laughs> well, Hollywood Park is gone. SoFi Stadium. Is yeah. Hey, my dad, my dad dragged me. We moved to Southern California. We moved to Arcadia. So that my dad could be close to Santa Anita, which oh, he remembered from a trip. I always and my mom used to drag me and my sister to Del Mar, to Hollywood Park, to Santa Anita. We would make the rounds. He had this system where he was sending my mother out to watch the paramutual boards and look for secret messages from the Trumpians behind the board and uh, place the bets in the own. We'd wait. We'd wait. I'd, every day I'd go get the racing form, give it to my dad. He'd tell my mom what horses to bet, which ones to watch. She'd go off to the track. Sometimes she'd drag us with us. Sometimes we'd stay home. But I uh, enjoyed my time with my dad. <laughs> it was just kind of a bonding thing. We just did it on the casual going to, to yeah, Hollywood Park. But you weren't walking up to the paramutual thing and betting. No, and I, I, dad, I don't think I could my do My dad that was my bookie because I, he would, I would give him my bets at the start of the day. I don't yeah. think they would allow an eleven-year-old to do that. No, no. But, I like throwing but, around. But the listen, paper. you know, SoFi I like is throwing a around the paper when stadium. we lost. You know, throwing around the paper on there. There. <laughs> My mother would bring home the tickets for us kids to tear up. Ah, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Confetti all the time at Hollywood Park, but now to SoFi Stadium. I'm just saying that I love these modern. Stadiums. I'm hoping that the Lakers will go ahead and start dishing out some of that cash they get from the lakers channel and all that to go ahead and up improve the staples center i think it's something that 50 million for the for the jersey patch man yeah 100 million no, 100, 100 million, million over 100 five years million. for the jersey patch yeah 100 million so you can do it you can do it twice so. as much as the next closest absolutely and here also today to join us to maybe talk as well his memories of the staples center because we're all admiring what we've, the we've have. already gotten off the beaten path Yes, we've already gotten off the beaten path. But we're going to be talking what? about the top 
no. top 100 players, no. NBA players, and where the Lakers uh, rank as far as that's concerned in our disdain, I'm sure, for that. But here today to also talk about some great things for the Lakers, a good man indeed. you got to check out his five things articles. They're now available at Lakerholics.com. It is Jamie Sweet. Jamie, good to have you back. I look forward to doing some late-night Laker shows with you coming up during the season. Looking forward to some Laker fast breaks late night out there for everybody, you know, checking that out. But, my friend, I wanted to ask you this before we hit up the top 100 with ESPN and, and SI. I wanted to hear your thoughts on the, the Clippers' new arena. I, you know, I don't look at it as just a Clippers home. I look at it as an arena. And as arena, you know, seeing more, more modern facilities, more capable of doing the things we want to do as far as Wi-Fi, as far as ordering food, bringing it to you through through apps, and just making it more convenient for the consumer. I, I know that they're doing that here with the T-Mobile and also Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas. It's nice to see what they're doing there. I'm just hoping that the Lakers will get the message and say, you know what, I think we need to up our game with the Staples Center as well. I'm sure they will. I mean, it's important Are to remember. You sure. That, no, well, I was about to say it's important to remember that the Lakers don't own the Staples Center the way Steve Ballmer is going to own the Intuit Center. AEG owns Cobes. it. I think. Yeah, but they don't own the Lakers. They're, they're, it's a it's a partnership. It's not yeah. a. Uh, they only have a percentage of the Lakers, I think. It's not the same situation that the Nets, the Warriors, the Clippers, and whatever team ends up in Las Vegas, because there will be one someday. Um, most likely the Sacramento Kings, if they play there, if they, if they can do anything right ever Aaron at all. become a Kings fan. Uh, well, no, that'll, they'll be a number two team here in Vegas. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Number one team. Yeah, yeah I, am, on. I am bringing down my Lakers jersey. I can't wait to see that big poster of Luke Walton coach behind you, uh, yeah, just, yeah, to, no, just to the no, side no. of the Mass Effect poster. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, no, that's not <laughs> happening. I have my Lakers t-shirt right there, 88. World champion back to back. That ain't never going no, down. That is not. never going down. So, Laker fans no. don't generally jump ship. People jump no. onto the ship uh, after a little while. But I root for <laughs> things here in Las Vegas because this was of a course. town that everybody passed up on. And of course, we know what happened right. with the with the NBA All Star Game, the tragedy that happened there during the 1990s, and the NBA souring on Las anything Las Vegas for several years. And yeah. you know this this you town has grown. Well, gamblers, and obviously that for as well, but now they're embracing all those gamblers. Yeah, they're embracing, but it's just where this town has been. I mean, it was growing; it was just everything was great. Then the the housing uh, crisis just crashed the city to no end, and we're finally rebuilding to where we're at. You know, coming out of the pandemic, hopefully one day, and you know, just things are looking forward uh, up for it. I know people are here now, suddenly transformed Raiders fans, which is so funny to see all these Derek Carr jerseys that are coming out and uh, to see I'm, them like that. Yeah. No, Go ahead, Tom, Tom, Tom and Jamie can, can verify. I've, I've been a Raiders fan since they were in LA it's true. It's and true. In yeah. Oakland and now Las Vegas. So wherever yeah, they left me in LA, they left me in LA. Play, they can play Bolivia, Gerald. They'll still be a <laughs> Oh, don't worry. If they, they get will. enough cash, they will. They, they will. will. They'll be yeah. the first Bolivian team. <laughs> so who, who's wanna... running the Raiders today? Oh, I well, that's still uh, Davis. I uh, still are Davis, man. He's yeah. still son. holding on. Yeah, really? Son. Son. He's You're kidding me. I thought suit. he died five years ago. No, his no. son. It's, it's still in the family. It's, no, it's, oh, it's a son. Yeah. Mark Davis. Wait, well, who's the general manager? He's the famous coach. John Gruden. John Gruden. Yeah, what happened to John Gruden? He's still, still coaching, coaching, unfortunately. He's still coaching? Well, well I should say that. They're too a lot of how attention could he not to be the... fired after all of these 
performances well, the last two years. Two seasons. It's two seasons. I mean, they're two and zero right now. Do? They're well. We'll see what happens. Let's, I don't, this is I don't not trust. a Raiders podcast. Take this <laughs> yeah, discussion I, off the podcast. Um, Listen, I just wanted two things about the two things about the new Steve Ballmer uh, uh, Arena. One, they have got the absolute best mascot that you could even imagine. Oh, that that, Calif- that California condor. Well, think of it this way: if the California the con- condor is that what that thing is? Yeah, it's a California condor with a with you know, the evil, the, the state biker bird helmet that on you guys it. have the one that's rare. The that, one that's that almost, joke of the, no, it's an endangered species, just like Clippers fans. It's perfect. It's, like, it's, it's every it's everything point. that good the point. Clippers. Thank you. I, I, listen, I, I don't bring these things up for with no hmm. end in sight. I've, that's probably the most Balmerish mascot in well, the yeah, NBA. It's, it's, it's bald. It's like so Balmer. perfect. It probably <laughs> talks too much like Balmer. It's uh, going to jump around a lot like Balmer does. I mean, uh, yeah, but he's also and, got and a lot of Balmer's like the uncle. Like and, and, like, and like Balmer, it won't help them win any games. So it's, no, it's, it is basically the uh, representation of Steve Balmer. Oh, uh, all right. Well, it's, 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 you know, like you can get these applications that... where you can take a photo of yourself and turn it into a cartoon. That's what I thought <laughs> Balmer did with it. <laughs> All right, all right, fair enough. It is a new arena for the Clippers, and God bless them. I like it as far as the arena is concerned. I don't care the team side. It looks cool. It looks cool. Yeah, it looks cool. I think that whole area. So and they didn't the tear down the well, forum. A lot of empty seats and they there. didn't tear down the forum. Exactly. And they didn't tear exactly. down the forum. I really appreciate that Steve Ballmer because I've been to several concerts. I've been to several concerts at the LA Forum since the I. Dolans bought it. Yeah. Uh, since the Dolans bought it, and then oh, now no, they sold it. So it's cool. Now day. you get to enter through the old uh, celebrity form entrance, like how you would, you, how the celebrities used to like walk yeah. through this like secret tunnel down next what, to a bar. That's what's going to be. Well, that's that's going to be the the subject of the the what is it the HBO Max uh, yeah. series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it's the coming out. Club, Somebody yeah. just dropped out of that too. I can't remember who it was, but yeah, um, I know that they're, they're, they're gonna they'll replace. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. They they gotta get all that stuff on the air. Who's gonna play yeah, Genie? Genius. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If she, we'll, we'll find out. But again, we're gonna go yeah, ahead yeah. and cover that in a future episode. But guys, we're here to talk about the top 100s that came out this week from uh, ESPN and SI and several other outlets have tried their own hand at marking the, the NBA's best players. And I noticed a theme that a <laughs> LeBron is no longer the number one choice on anyone's list. B Anthony Davis is barely squeaking into top 10 on some of these lists. And C, Russell Westbrook is now in the 30s to 40s area of right. uh, many of these lists. So I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Sean, I'll start with you because I know you wanted to talk earlier about something. And, you know, you remember as with these two, that's going to be a tough task to do. But <laughs> my friend, uh, you know that. Come on. You know, you guys, you know, don't you guys, play that the, game, Tom. yeah, don't play that game. Don't play that game. Sean, yeah, Tom, who was like, was Tom, who was like five minutes, five minutes after yeah. free. <laughs> well, that's what I called you. That's what I called you guys introverts before we went, what you guys came on. But Sean, <laughs> getting back to what we're talking about, A, B, and C, you see the three that's there. I mean, you know, obviously they're going to use that as motivation and just basically go ahead and, and make their comments on that when somebody asks them, because, you know, they're just waiting to go ahead and say that. But your thoughts on, was it fair? Was it not fair? Your thoughts on the three and how they were rated in these top 100 countdowns. Yeah, I got to be honest, Gerald. I find these 
this to be kind of arbitrary at this point in time. Like, I, I oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. They need copy and that, and um, you know, it's 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 subjective, obviously. So, I, you I know, mean, if we did a list of the top one hundred, yeah. it would be our opinions on it, and people would have an issue, I'm sure, with with something that we did. Yeah, of course, but we might I, do it legitimately, trying to actually rank them rather than allowing our biases to determine where people end up. That's a, well, that's if they really want to pay me, I'll, I mean, I'll you know, sure do it. That's Kevin Felton really is quoted as saying the reason he dropped LeBron down is because injuries like he got this year, which put him out, so are I, the kind of I, injuries you get when you get older. I, I think Solomon think Hill runs over Solomon any Solomon Hill ankle. slamming into your leg is something that's really old people got to watch out for. Well, you know, that's not the case. That's not why he dropped him to number three. I, yeah. I think, Sean, go ahead. I, I think LeBron is still a top five player, objectively, Gerald. I mean, if we're talking age, we're talking health, we're talking everything being even, I think he's still a top five player. Agreed. I think I think Anthony Davis being on the borderline of top ten, you know, I've I've been the biggest AD apologist on Lakerholics for years. Even when Laker fans wanted to completely go the nuclear option with Dell Dunn's and the New Orleans Pelicans, I tripled down on acquiring this man. So I was really disappointed in, in, in his season this past year. So I think that's a fair assessment of where he is. If he if he plays like a monster this year and and I've seen his body he looks like he's ready to take on the world actually then I think he vaults into the top 5 again I think Russ being rated that low is complete and utter bias by the media the media hates Russell Westbrook they always have they've always they've always managed to find a way to cut down Russ at any point in time when he came in, well, I'll, I'll, let me say this on AD. AD, if he plays the way like he did this past season, we, everybody goes in years. And I was just talking to my daughter about this. You can't say years because we've already no. had three seasons within the calendar year. But, you know, if he plays like la- he did last season for most of the season, that frustrated Laker Tom, I can get that. But if he plays the way we know he can play and plays like the guy that we saw in the bubble, he's one of the top five players in the world and an MVP candidate. So we'll see from there. But, you know, going on what you're talking about with Russell Westbrook, where would you slot him? Where in what range? Because I would say for me would be around 25, 20 in that range, maybe. Yes. Yeah, that's that's yes. what I'm thinking. Yes. I'd, I'd slot him in 25 to 30 range. Yeah, I that's fair. Any, I think anything below 30 is is just, you know, it's a slight on him. It's projection. To me, it's yeah, because exactly. Russ Russ became the greatest triple-double threat of the 21st century. Oscar Robertson is the greatest triple threat of the 20th century. No question about it. Inside the three-point line, Oscar is the monster. Outside of the three-point line, I would say if you're looking for your triple threat king, it'd be Russ. Oh, there you go. I mean, that's some good sound advice. I mean, 25 to 30, I would not argue, especially for the fact that he is 32. You are going to see some declining returns, especially for someone who bases his his game off of speed and athleticism. 
at some point in time, maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but at some point in time. And with younger players that get all the pub and excitement, I can see why someone who is an established player that's out there like Russell Westbrook gets slotted down a bit because people like the shiny new car. They like the shiny new thing that's out there. The, the new player, the fancy player that just came out of the hot rookie or whatnot. So yeah, I understand how that goes. So 25 to 30 is probably fair enough to me. This is Raphael from NBA draft And you are listening to the Lakers fast break. Hey, hoop heads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Laker Tom, getting to you, my friend, in regards to the top 100. I know you got a chance to see the lists that were out there. Your thoughts on, again, putting LeBron where he was at, AD where he was at, and, of course, Russell Westbrook, which seems to be the, as Magic Man and I both have contention on, uh, where he was slotted at. You know, all of these lists, like like Sean says, these these lists are arbitrary. For one thing, what is your criteria? You know, I... Is it the well, top I 100 put, players? I wouldn't put Kawhi right at this season, injured, you know? and I wouldn't put rookies. And you know, and it's the only thing worse of the type of lists are the lists, for example, that the NBA is going to come out with the top 75 players for their 75th anniversary. Right. Well, they also came out with one on the 50th anniversary and on the 25th anniversary. So on the 20 on the 50th anniversary, a bunch of guys who were on the top 25 in the 25th anniversary didn't make the 50. Right. And there's a bunch of guys now in the 75 that were on the 50 that are going to be missing because you got 25 years of new players coming on to take those places. So there's a lot of arguments going on that what the NBA ought to do is just leave it's the guys who, were, who made the list before and add it rather than rather than just saying, by the way, the airline is full. We got five new guys. If you guys get off of the plane, that doesn't, you know, that's not, that's really unfair. I think LeBron realistically, oh my God. you know, I don't like the criteria because I would say today that LeBron James is the number one player until somebody dethrones him. And I don't mean Solomon Hill. I mean, Kevin Durant proves he's a better player, or Giannis proves he's a better player. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, Giannis in the finals, he wowed me. He, I was always on the fence, and yep. I was always on I that agree. other end with Giannis. He wowed me, I mean, he that, wowed that, me, but he told you the truth in his quote when he said LeBron is the still the best player. Yeah, but when he did what he did at exactly the time you needed, and that showed me something, but I'm not saying he is the best player. Kevin Durant, though, with what he did and coming off of the Achilles and obviously doing what he did for Team USA as well, 
this is the, almost to the point where he was when he was considered after the finals where he and LeBron matched up and he actually You mean every year LeBron. when they tried to find somebody to replace LeBron at the top of the list? Well, there was that one year, that one summer when he won the title ahead of LeBron, I actually was slotting him ahead of LeBron. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to say run away from it. That was what I was saying then. It's what I say now. That was a period of time, for a brief period of time, LeBron regained it and obviously kept it going for quite some time. But right now, it's it's up in the air for me between, you know, those three yeah, candidates. I, 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 think actually think I think you can't go wrong with any one of those three. Well, you know, listen, it's all arbitrary. We all have different opinions and, and, and everybody there's, there's good evidence for all of those players. They're all great players. I mean, I think everybody would agree probably on this, that tier one of those three guys, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, who else are you going to put in tier one other than Kate, Katie, well, Giannis and, and LeBron? That's a good question because if he plays like he did in the bubble, AD, I would put in that tier one. But then again, we saw what happened mm-hmm. because he was tired, fatigued, injured last season. Right. We we saw what the not-so-great version of AD was for most of the year. But if he plays like he does in the bubble this season, I think he can be in that tier one conversation. If he mm-hmm. plays like he played in the bubble, he could be the MVP defensive player of the year and finals MVP. Absolutely. <laughs> This I, debate you know, about here's, this... here's the bigger question. I I look at these three things. For example, I'm I look at I look at I think I agree with Son. I think it's a pretty fair judgment. You know, I mean, this depends on the criteria. I happen to don't I don't take away a crown from somebody until somebody beats him. LeBron's still the best as far as I'm concerned, but I can see ranking him number three. I think that's fair. And I think AD dropped out of the top five into the second five. I think that's fair. As for Russ. It was kind of interesting. Here's, he, you know, he was 34th in the ESPN one. Now, when I look at this here and I look at the players who are in the 20s. Rudy Gobert. Can you really yeah. say that Jalen Brown, Rudy Gobert, no. No. Drew Holiday, no. these guys are better than Russell Westbrook? No. Chris None Middleton? No. None of those Chris Middleton? Exactly. John Morant? No. Donovan Mitchell? No. No. Kyrie Irving, no. Carl Anthony Towns, hard no. to make judgment, but no. No. I mean, the list I goes don't know on what the with criteria the are for putting him down that low. Well, Sean I, I would kind of argue for Donovan Mitchell. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm yeah, Donovan Mitchell yeah. is a better player. I mean, okay, Donovan Mitchell's the only one on that list that comes close. But here's the thing. This Zion debate, Williamson? No. Ranked uh, 20th? Yeah. He's got the 20th best player in the NBA right now? No. I mean, this is the guy they're complaining about coming in fat two seasons in a row. <laughs> and who couldn't make Chris the playoffs Paul, and hasn't made the playoffs Chris once. Paul's number 18. Last year, he wasn't even on the 100. Right. It's only because he took Phoenix so far. Listen, here's the thing about this list. that, And I, the fact that we're having this debate at all and, and is exactly why these lists are insane. A, there's no agreeing, right? Even if we were to all be agree that Russ is to – I mean, personally, I would rank Russ in the top 20. Uh, yeah, he, I he, he's a triple double threat. He's taken play, teams that shouldn't go to the playoffs to the playoffs. Something a lot of those other guys have never been able to do. Record and in history. He's never scored less than twenty points in a season since his second year in the league. Not once. Not once. Even under twenty-one points a game. And that's for a guy who quote unquote can't shoot, 
and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Oh, somehow this guy who can't shoot and is just like terrible at basketball somehow manages to score twenty one points. A I've game, never seen terrible grab. basketball. I'm not saying anybody. I'm not saying anybody here has. Shoot. What I'm saying is that because he's thirty fourth on that list, that Sean is exactly right. That this is about his relationship with the media, which has always been terrible yeah, on yeah. purpose by Russell Westbrook, and he doesn't care, right? Yeah. He probably didn't even look at this list, and somebody told him, "Bro, you're thirty fourth on all day." He'd be like. I don't, let's check my give a but it, meter, but it's, and it's a negative ten. I give negative ten figs about this list because he doesn't care about this stuff. You know what he's going to care about? Putting W's in the W column and getting us into the playoffs and doing some damage and showing well, everybody that he should be a top He'll care team. about embarrassing the people who put him thirty fourth. He won't. Mm-hmm. They don't play basketball. He must. He, he stopped. He's just these guys use every little. They don't play basketball. Like, they sit in the chair and go like this. Happening is turned into motivation. They're like that cat meme at the piano. LeBron James. LeBron James is on a revenge tour. Did I say how much I missed Every single one of the Lakers has some chip on their shoulder and revenge Uh, that they're going for when you think about it. You mean every single... Wait, 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 wait. wait. Do you mean every single one of the Lakers left? Well... Oh, I mean everyone... Because they're all... It's a whole new team. Everybody on this team... Everybody on this team has has something going on that they want to prove. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, I, I, Gerald, I think there's a really important narrative that I got to be honest, I don't think the national uh, NBA media and the sports media in general have really sunk their teeth into this. Here's the thing. We're, we're all still, as Laker fans, grieving over the death of Kobe Bryant. But one of Co- in Kobe's last interviews with Ahmad Rashad, he was asked, what player in the NBA today reminds you of you? He said, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. And the native son of L.A. has come back to the Lakers, and Kobe was the one who he would have passed the mantle to. So I think this is very important. I think there are a lot of things motivating Russ this year, and I, I happen to think that He's just going to destroy this narrative that he's, you know, washed. This regular season, I think it's going to be a very good one for the Los Angeles Lakers. To me, it ultimately comes down to the playoffs and the matchups, and we'll go from there. But, yeah. you know, we'll see. That's that's for a conversation coming we're, in we're, March and April. We're at least yeah, two we'll, weeks. We're at least two weeks from that conversation. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, Laker Tom already has us winning 70 wins. And he's already traded half the roster three different 67 ways. 67 and a half. How about that in between? So, there you go. Go ahead, Sean. So, Gerald, on a, a list of surprising things that I've heard as an NBA fan, I, I have to tell you, my friend, hearing whispers that the Philadelphia 76ers told Ben Simmons, you know what, Ben, if you fired Rich Paul, let's forget all this. We'll, we'll, we'll forget all this and we'll make up. On a list of surprising things I've ever heard, that was an that was a ten out of ten. Well, I'm That's... not I am not surprised on that. You know that they asked him to do that. Was that conversated or was that brought upon by Doc Rivers? Because I know Doc Rivers said to the press that he wanted to give one more good shot to try and bring Ben Simmons back into the fold. I didn't think that was going to go anywhere, but he wanted to give it the one last gung ho try. But you know, yeah, I, I couldn't, he couldn't find a good enough that, trade. That's... <laughs> that, 
and with and with Golden State, the owner Joe Lakeup making comments and getting fined for it, saying that they weren't really interested in Ben right. Simmons and what he can bring. That that does that. And then Minnesota, you saw what happened to Gerson Rosas and that whole debacle and the uh, cheating on his wife for the office worker and the whole office politics so, there. And and obviously the what you know the new interim GM who was actually wanted a job in Houston but was denied access to going hit it get it and he was actually kicked off the facility at one time by Rosas earlier this month and all that drama. So you know we see what's going on there with Minnesota and. You know, are they going to be able to go ahead and package enough for Ben Simmons? I don't think they have a, a good enough package. I've been working on the trade machine personally that the new interim GM of Minnesota actually created. So all of you can thank him for creating the ESPN trade machine. And one of the things I brought up, and you, I'm just throw out to you, it's, it's a trade here. This worked, okay? I think it's a good trade for Trader both sides. Gerald. Trader Gerald. Okay, I think it's a good time. This is the kind of trade that could actually save Luke Walton's job for 20 games as opposed the to 2014 trade that brings you know as a, as opposed to him being fired after 10, which I think is his ultimate thing that's going to happen. But in regards to let's say we're going to take uh, I said I think uh, off the top of my head I think I had Ben Simmons, Matisse Thybul, Tyrese Maxey, and Paul Reed, the kid from DePaul who did a great job, G League MVP. Those four traded for De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley third. Marvin Bagley, yeah. Yes, yes. So, you know, De'Aaron Fox is a, is a good player, an all-star type player, but is he a franchise mover where, you know, he hasn't done it so far, but, you know, I know they would Not be excited in, in Philadelphia. Two or three. But then again, yeah. with Sacramento's historically bad defense, Getting two defensive stoppers in there. I don't know. I just think it's right there. It's, it's right there on the table. You throw in some picks and everybody's happy. I think that would take care of the situation. I think Sacramento is in the lead for, for Ben Simmons right now. I think that's the ultimate destination. But before we head on out, guys, and before we hear the pitch from you on what's going on with Lakerholics.com, and, of course, the response I have for the all-time top 10 Lakers list because I'm kind of mad at the Lakerholics because they got their butts kicked. By I'm, the working, I'm working on it. Lakersball.com kicked it. your butts, Lakerholics. So I'm just going to say I'm, on that. I'm but, working on it. But Jamie Sweet, real quick, do you, you know, is that a good trade? I think, or do you think Sacramento is involved in the mix? Because I think they're the leader right now. I mean, I think that Philly blew it from the moment the playoffs ended to now. And I think they are going to walk away with not what they want in a trade and they should move him as quickly as possible. Yes. Don't let doc rivers muddy the water anymore. Don't no, no more meet every, every time anything comes out about, Oh, this is what's going on with the, his va- value just continues to like, you know, it's like a seven forty seven with no power. It's got nowhere to go, but down. Uh, and so they got to get out. I mean, I know Daryl Morey prides himself on getting like awesome returns on everything. And I'm such a great GM. He's not going to be a great GM on this one. And he just needs to suck it up and move on. And if he doesn't, and they start the season with him on the roster, which is kind of inconceivable at this point, they'll be lucky to move him for a value of a money that equals his salary, that they will be eating money on top of it. So I would imagine that all of the teams that are looking to break into the playoffs this season, are kind of in the mix on some level. It's just that they're all such dysfunctional dumpster fires that I don't know that they're going to be able to pull the trigger on something like that, that they might be like, well, maybe if we hold out for a little longer. So I think it's really just going to come down to when does Daryl Morey accept the fact that he's lost, that he's not going to get an all-star 
or a superstar and that he's not going to get a treasure trove of first round draft picks because nobody's going to offer that. And, or at least nobody should, nobody should, they should be like, fine, start him with, you you got him. Enjoy. He's under contract for, I believe three more seasons. I mean, two after this one. So, uh, you know, enjoy. (laughs) If I were a GM, I'd be like, my offer is $2 million below his contract value and some second round draft picks. And if you don't like it, feel free to improve upon it because I'm not going to give you the farm. For a guy who really, I mean, you want to talk about a point guard who can't shoot. He doesn't, not only, I don't even know, he doesn't shoot. So it's won't hard to shoot. know. Yeah, he won't shoot, right? So that's worse than can't. He won't. Yep. So now you're in a, now you're in a. Guaranteed not to go in if you won't shoot. Exactly. 100% of the time, it's not going in. So I don't know why anyone, unless you're so focused on improving your defense and you think you can convince them to slot over to like a three spot and keep like a point guard on the floor with him who can shoot so that he's more of like a, uh, more of like a magic Johnson hybrid. I mean, I know you slot him in at the point guard position, but you surround him with two other like really good shooting guards. One of them, like a Kendrick Nunn, somebody who can make plays, shoot the ball, score outside, score outside, a little bit of everything. I mean, I don't see Minnesota not ever seeing what D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns can do. uh, And they haven't yet. So I don't see, I don't see D'Angelo Russell being involved in the deal for, for Ben Simmons. Uh, And let's be honest. The one thing D'Angelo Russell can do is shoot. <laughs> that's, that's like his best skill by far. I, I like your trade for Sacramento. I, I don't think I don't think Daryl Morey likes that trade. Uh, well, De'Aaron I, I Fox is a is a perennial All Star. You're getting that in return. You're you're not like you said. There's declining returns. Uh, you know, uh, by the day. Small point I, the, the Marvin defense, Bagley right. part of it is what I don't see him taking the Marvin Bagley bag. I don't see him taking the, the baggage. It's uh, it's called salary is. matchups. It, it works no, I understand. Wise. I understand, but he'll he'll want to push for how much does Ben else. make now? Eighteen something. I want to say maybe twenty something, something like that. Ben, Eighteen ben. to twenty. But Ben um, has four years and 164 million left. That is correct. Jeez, Louise! Right, he's wherever four he's years going. divided by 164 is like 40 million a year. Yeah, that's a little yeah. more than 20 or 18. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm my bad. So he's regardless. making 33 million this year. Just to let you know. I, that's a not, darn. None and none and THT is not enough. I guess, huh? I guess yeah. not. <laughs> not quite. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. But guys, before we oh, head on please. out, I just want to go ahead and make sure everybody knows that we've got a lot of great shows on the way. More great team outlooks. I know we've got, again, the Atlanta Hawks. They're coming on the way as far as a great preview there. Also other ones as well. I know I cannot thank Sean enough for being on the front end of this podcast, talking to Toronto Raptors. If you have a team that you really are proud of that you want to go ahead and also talk about the Lakers, give me a heads up. Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com or at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. I'm still looking to try and get all 30 teams or as close as I can to it before the season starts. So I like to get that perspective from fans that are not Lakers fans on how they perceive their own team and then also as well how they perceive the Lakers as an outsider. So I like to get that gauge on on where they stand. So 
Hopefully we can continue that. Although Jamie, I saw you raising your hand. Is I was going to say, I, I wanted to know if you wanted podcasters or fans. I know some fans of the Sacramento Kings. I know well, podcasters, fans, doesn't matter who anybody okay. wants to talk about that as far as I'm concerned. So just getting some, some fans out there and seeing what they think, you know, podcasters alike, reporters, whatever, just to give us an insight on the other teams that are out there in the NBA. But before we head on out, I know there's some things that you guys are working on. We'll talk about the, all-time top 10 Lakers in the Lakerholics response here at the end. But Laker, Tom, I'm going to start with you. What you got planned and what you're working on. I saw a great article that you dropped today on Twitter at Laker, Tom. So what's going on at Lakerholics.com? Yeah, I, I really like this article. It's, it's sometimes, you know, it, as uh, Jamie will accuse me of being tunnel targeted on <laughs> certain topics. But. I'm pretty sure you've written slight uh, modifications of the same article. One of my well. skill sets, Jamie, is the ability to find new ways of saying the same thing. Oh, I, I'm, I've, 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 I've worked on that hard. It's an art form, life. Jamie. It's an art form. I have nothing but recognition for that skill. So the article, <laughs> I, the article I just posted today is how much will LeBron, AD, and Russ have to change their games to win? And it's kind of interesting because there's a nice corollary because you can look back at the Brooklyn Nets last year. And we followed the exact same path the Brooklyn Nets did. We had two superstars. So we went out and signed a superstar point guard to be the third superstar. They got James Harden. We got Russell Westbrook. Their solution in integrating their three superstars was to tell James, don't shoot as much and pass more. And so he dropped from 35 points a game to 25 points a game, increased his assists from six to 10. And voila, other than having all three of them injured at various times of the year, the Nets have a mm-hmm. superstar big three. Mm-hmm. Now the Lakers, on the other hand, the Lakers looked at this differently, and that's the point of the article to a certain extent. And, and what they did is they said, well, wait a minute. If we trade for Russell Westbrook, it's going to be hard to tell Russ to stay cut down on what he does because he's like an organism, you know, you, 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 everything is connected, man. He tried to chop off part of that and you won't get what you got. Right. So they instead turn it around to an opportunity to play small. And that's with that meeting with LeBron and AD and, and Russ two weeks before free agency last summer was all about how do we make that work? And the approach wasn't, for LeBron and AD to say to Russ, well, listen, Russ, you're the new guy. You're coming to our team. You're the guy who's got to sacrifice. Instead, it was LeBron and AD saying to themselves, what do we have to do to make Russ fit, to make this whole thing work? And the way it works is basically they got to slide to the four and five. And that's exactly why they wanted a playmaker, because they want the ball out of LeBron's hands, because they want to rest him and extend his career. They want to reduce his workload. And then and Russ can do that. And then allows LeBron to move to the four. And a slimmer LeBron at the four is going to be a beast for any of these other power forwards to try to contain. Uh, and he's still going to get his share of assists and he's still going to, but him on the boards and him getting post moves is going to be deadly. And then the biggest prize of all of the thing is AD moving to the five. And, you know, we've, for two years now, we've just been bending over backwards to accommodate Anthony's dislike of playing the five and preference to playing the four. 
we'd been over so far last year that it screwed us. You know, I mean, we traded our two centers and we don't have anybody to protect the rim at all. And we bring in a third center, give him a starting role, and AD plays 10% and the regular season and 20% of the playoffs at center. And the whole thing is just a total mess. So this whole thing, the opportunity to get Russell Westbrook is to make that transformation to a small ball lineup, small ball on steroids, if you will. And it's going to be the big difference maker, even if Frank Vogel cannot help himself from <laughs> wasting the first six minutes of each half by starting Dwight having there no shooters on the floor. I mean, if he wants to get defense, put AD at the five, LeBron at the four, and then put your two best defenders, Bazemore and Ariza, in that lineup and start them and go for defense all the way around. You still got a couple of three-point shooters in there. You got balance. You got, you know, you're, you're going to be a great team in that sense. I think they still need to instead really rely upon the younger legs of guys like Nunn and guys like like Monk because it's going to be a long season and they're going to be the JaVale McGee's and the Dwight Howard's that eat up minutes during the regular season. It'll be the guards, the young guards, the THT, the Monk and, and, Monk and, and Nunn because those are the guys who've got those young legs and can do that. So I'm really happy with where the Lakers are. Um, I probably won't be shocked because Frank is impossible to shock me, knowing what he's done in the past. But I do have faith that uh, in the end, he understands that defense is the most important thing. And our best defense is when Anthony Davis is at the five. There is no question about that. Um, And I also think, too, that there's something to be said about honing your game, fine-tuning it during the year, figuring out who it works with, which players should go against which teams when you're playing them. There's a lot that you can learn and strategize during the regular season so that you go into the playoffs ready to go. This whole idea of let's hide Anthony Davis at the five and spring him on people in the playoffs. And what a shocker. It, it comes down to the same thing. If a team wants to start two bigs against the Lakers, we should not roll out two bigs against them because all that does is prevent us from playing our best lineup, which is exactly what they want. Instead, we should go small and play their big off of the damn floor. That's what the Lakers should do. And that's what I think they're going to do with AD, LeBron at the four and five, right from the start of the season. I was reading articles based off of starting points from at Laker Tom on Twitter. And I was looking at the articles and going through it and reading them and okay, you know, got what changes will LeBron and AD make a superstar laden article. Then you've got another one in regards to, like you said, with the nets. And I was reading that one. That's a superstar laden article. And then you had another one, which is superstar laden article. And then you had another one, superstar. And then all of a sudden I saw, well, hold on, hold on. All of a sudden I saw on at Laker Tom on Twitter on, you know, as I went down the newsfeed, I saw an article that was written in regards to, Kendrick Nunn and what his outlook may be for could he get a starting spot and I was really excited to read that and then I realized it's silver screen and roll so yeah well yeah. <laughs> right one on that Tom Kendrick Nunn Malik Monk you know the young guys 
That'll be that's, that should be your next one. Well, this is this is a great segue because that's exactly what I'm working on for nine. The other Lakers who nobody talks about anymore. Can you? Okay, do, okay. Do you fair know? enough. So, so Jamie I, Sweet, since yes. you gave us a taste, what are you working on at Lakerholics.com? Two things. One, one of the Lakers not named LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and uh, and uh, Anthony Davis going to bring to the table uh, since we have a better idea of who's on the roster now than we did a couple months well, ago. Leave that before. to Laker Tom. He's got that covered. That's what I mean. I'm not touching those three. I, uh, we've, we've, we've done enough. I don't even think we've actually officially w- welcomed uh, Dave Fisdale as a coach on the w- website now that I'm thinking about it. I don't think we ever recognized Just don't it. get Kristaps Porzingis around him. Everybody's everybody's vaccinated. We forgot about that news. That's everybody's really vaccinated. Uh, well. They well, will be by the they will be by the by, by the season. Right. Yeah, that's that, all that's I care not, about. Yeah, yeah. Same with New York and same with Golden State, except for Anthony Wiggins. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Andrew uh, sorry, yeah. Andrew Andrew Wiggins. Whatever. He'll be he'll be yeah. traded for. But anyway, Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins are going to have some big decisions to make. Well, yeah, uh, Kyrie oh, Irving's oh. just going to pull a Jim Brown and retire, <laughs> or a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, but go ahead. They turn down Wiggins. Uh, appeal for a, a yes, religious that's, that's correct. No, that'll be the same thing that Kyrie fought. You know, oh yeah, this uh, this religious thing there. But what you working on at Lakerholics.com? Yeah. Anything else, my friend? I mean, I'm just getting ready to preview the season. Training camp's about ready to open up. So I've been, you know, a lot of these things, it's been dog days and, you know, I, there's been a lot of people posting their own things on the site. So I thought it was nice to kind of like let the site breathe a little bit and have everybody, uh, there's been a lot, what I've loved is all the people who uh, from the old blog and a couple of new faces have started posting a little bit more regularly and that's exciting. So I encourage that. Wanted to say, I really uh, enjoyed your uh, interview with Megan, the, the woman who was a, uh, that was a good one. Really. Megan Price. Yes. She, she had some really great insight on the Spurs and I hadn't considered the uh, coaching record that pop was going for. And once, once she said that, I was like, Oh, pop ain't going nowhere. Being sure. that as the man, the only li- fully embraced and liked individual on this show. What are you working on at Lakerholics.com? Good segue. Yeah, Gerald. Um, you know, it's it's really interesting. Uh, as we talked about this ESPN 100 list, if you look at the list, Luka Doncic is rated at a certain position, and Trey Young is rated in another position now forgive me if i'm wrong but luka Doncic has not made it out of the first round of the playoffs yet am i correct that's correct trey young made it to a conference finals now that's correct no matter what asterisks you want to put on it same thing with phoenix same thing with with milwaukee i mean those are the same kind of asterisks that people try to put on the Lakers when they won their bubbles. So if you don't want to do it, if we yeah, can't do it no for the doubt. Lakers, we can't do it for them. So I agree I, with you. My friend. I don't even do it for the 99 yeah, Spurs. Yeah. There's no I, I'm, I, all, all I'm trying to say is I, I don't believe Luka Doncic, who is a great player, by the way, is twice the player that Trey Young is. I think that Trey Young is underrated right now as an offensive juggernaut. And the reason why he's underrated is because there is such a negative uh, view of him and implication of him defensively. But what people really don't understand, and it flew under the radar, is that the Atlanta Hawks made a really great hire over the offseason. And they hired Nick Van Exel to do one thing, and that's to turn Trey Young into a monster. And I think, and it's just my impression, Gerald, 
I think that Nick Van Exel will have the same impact on Trey Young that Joe Brady had on Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow went from being an undrafted NFL prospect to being the number one pick overall. He had probably the greatest college season in American history, Gerald. I think that Nick Van Exel can give Trey Young that shot in the arm. I really do. Their games are so similar. Um, I think, again, like no offense, but I think people like yourself and others underrate what he truly is as an offensive juggernaut. Me? Yes. I, I think you're you're a little down on him because, you know, he's Trey Young? Feet. Yeah, I think you're a little down on him because of, you know, the defensive liability. But, you know, being being he would he didn't choose to be six feet. That was God's plan. But well, uh, I, you got to give him I mean, in a, we'll see in a matchup series. I mean, he would manage to go ahead and get out of three series and he was not exploited like I think a lot of no, individuals he was thought that he, he really would, wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta, I give credit to Nate McMillan for hiding him on the defensive end really well and doing a great job there. So it never really became a factor. But there is a a day-to-day issue, a game-to-game issue on his man-to-man defense that he needs to try at least get to the point where he could be acceptable. And if he does, his offensive game is absolutely tremendous. And uh, I will not cut him short there. You can almost say the same thing about Luca that you just said about Trey. Because well, Luca's Luka, different. Luca's Luca is some a defensive liability in a different sense. Yeah, but yes. Luca's someone who who could go ahead and I think I I don't know. I think of the two, I'd probably lean a little bit to slightly towards Luca overall. But then again, like you said, who is the individual who took their team to the conference final? So maybe as right. a leader, you have to see it give definitely right What's now. What's your redraft of that draft? Who would you Trey take? Young? Well, first off, if I was Vladdy Divots, I would go ahead and make sure that uh, right you don't trade the pick. And, and recollect on that one. So yeah, that was. Oh, yeah. I don't see anybody in the top. Three, Let's go pick Bagley. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, Luca yeah. was the player. I don't see how anybody could have yeah, not. He was just him. simply sensational. And Trey Young, you saw he was lighting up everything. He was leading the country in points and assists. I mean, that speaks for itself. But I need I digress. That's another podcast for another day. <laughs> and I know uh, Rafael Barlow on Locked On NBA Draft podcast covers stuff like that on a weekly basis. But I will say this before we head on out, we had our top 10 all time Lakers and the Lakerholics. I'm kind of disappointed in you guys out there. That are following Laker Hollis, you're getting a lot of traffic to the They're site. They're all taking a vacation like Jamie did. Well, or like I did earlier. So, you know. I went camping I and I went and saw fish. That's it. That's not a vacation. It's like August in Europe, man. I mean, Mine was two I, weeks September, in Hawaii. I'll take September that. for Laker yeah. fans. But go ahead, Sean. I know you've been very active on that column that I put up there. So I appreciate your efforts there to try and spice things up. But any last thoughts on this before we head on out? Gerald, you're on the top of my list for getting stuff done tomorrow. I bought some coffee beans. I'm ready to go. I need to catch up on a... Gerald isn't the only one who kicked me into Keister this week about getting your stuff in gear. So I'm ready to go tomorrow. And when when the Podfather sees the website tomorrow, it will be up there. I promise. Oh, okay. the, the Podfather is the definitely Podfather. your new name, and it should oh, okay. say that on your little uh, your little deal, Bob. Right, the Podfather, here. indeed. The Podfather. Want me to change that? Yeah, I'm sure that will get changed, whether I like it or not. Instead so. of uh, 
Instead of podcast editor, you could be the podfather. I think that's 100% yes, Tom. Okay. But if you have any questions for us out there, truly appreciate you listening all the way through. Please go ahead and let us know. LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com, at LakersFastBreak on Twitter, at LakerTom. I know Magic Man put at LakersFastBreak on Instagram. Is that correct? Yes, we're at we're at Lakerholics underscore authentic. Okay. So and I have a Lakers fast break on Instagram. I never use it, but maybe I'll start. So there you go, Lakerholics right there for you. Just too many social medias for too many podcasts. You know, what you're gonna do as the podfather. But before we head on out, guys, I wanted to go ahead and just wish you guys well this week. This is training camp where hopefully there'll be no injuries. That's what I'm rooting for the most. We'll go ahead and have a deeper discussion on what's going on in training camp on our next time we get together for the Lakerholics. Tune in again. I've got a lot of great shows coming up, including more team previews, more Lakerholics. Yes, more Joe Soro from LakersBall.com and more great <laughs> stuff on the way. I know you guys are not thrilled about that part of it, but again. Once you get into the discussion about the vaccination of players, you know, with Joe. I think that would uh, that, again you're stepping on landmines is all, that's all <laughs> I can, uh, these are things i don't really want to know that what yeah that it goes right but that's yeah. a big turn the, man i mean yeah. uh, like, a vaccination what, what is wiggins gonna do i am vaccinated and i think everybody out there should make an effort to go ahead i think it's just vaccinated. great that all of the laker players are being vaccinated Will be. I mean, that's according to Rob Palenka. We don't know if that's going to be the case as of yet he I'll, wouldn't have said that he wouldn't have said that without making sure because they would have had to be gotten their first shots in order to be by time season starts. They have to have had their first shots by now. We'll see. We'll see. What, talk, talk to the Masked Singer on that one. Shot talk on to Sunday the Masked Singer Dwight Howard. Charles has got to go, everybody. Let's let him All get right, on with yes, this we got to send it down out. But, again, if you have any questions for us, at Lakers Fast Break, at Laker Tom, also Lakerholics on Instagram. Lakerholics on Facebook. We've got a great group there. Lakers Fast Break on Facebook. Follow us there. We truly appreciate it. Again, thank you so much for watching. V Garcia was back on this week watching us, so we want to give a big shout-out to him in San Antonio. Thank you so much for listening, taking the time to check us out, and we'll look forward to hearing more from you out there, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com, but also these great guys right here at Lakerholics. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Well, right now, it's training camp. We're looking good. Hopefully, a great season is on the way. And we'll keep updating you on everything Lakers right here at the Lakers Fast Break.